0: Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Stee Curran. Just been back on the radio after a week away, mm. um, but uh, but you you podcast a lot. You 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 missed nothing. <laughs> uh, it's been service almost as usual uh, for you. Thank you everybody who watched us on mm. Twitch um, last Tuesday. It was exciting. It was a bit terrifying. Mm. Um, everybody seemed very nice though didn't they
1: yeah it was it was genuinely fun i was most bewildered by where to look that was the hardest mm. part for me. like do you look at the camera do you look at each other um we had those weird little boxes around us on the stream even though we were next to. and i could reach over into your box and then yeah, but i did
0: t- t- but, but i told you not to
1: i, d- I know, did you, know did, you, did you not read the rules i
0: know no touching I, d- I didn't
1: i didn't i but i move around a lot simon uh, anyway, it was it was good fun, um, really enjoyable. Did you see I typed in the stream? I did see that. I yes. typed to see whether whether it worked, and it came up. My name was Yoxcast and I thought, oh, this is this is outside Adding my on. pay grade. I'm not going to do that again.
0: I was unable to do that because I was running off my laptop, and I was already a bit uh, a bit worried about how it was all technically going to work. But mm-hmm. uh, no, it was good, wasn't it? Maybe you know, maybe we could become content creators, mm-hmm. Steve.
1: I mean, we are creating content. Yeah, but not content people want oh, to watch. No, that is, that is. It just feels like a little gap. If we can bridge bridge that gap somehow, then uh, then yeah, we've got it made. What happened to um, what happened to the uh, the influencing we were going to do?
0: Oh, I did follow up on that. Um, apparently they've got some brand new stuff mm-hmm. uh, that they want to make sure that we get. Oh, and this is despite the fact that we've already named them, so they're already winning. <sighs> um, it's like another publisher that I sent some York's cast Games keys to and they said, "Yep, we will we'll, we'll send you some of ours. I'm saying, can I have six for the team? They're like, yep. And I said, right, here are ours then. Okay, great, thanks. Mm. Uh, uh, but, but, but where am I? I mean... <laughs> I am going to cancel the Steam keys if they're not. Available. I might do it live on air. Live on air. Where you end up, have you ever had this, where you've had a key re- revoked? revoked. Uh, and it sort of just pops up and goes, the owner of this has revoked your rights to it. I might just do that live on air next do time. Do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yes, good show. I've had some internet problems. So thanks uh, for sticking with me. I don't think we've got anything to apologise for, have we
1: specifically? I don't think so. There was the the, the bug in the news Early on. There's but- a news bug,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, the Peter Molyneux Web 3.0 uh, story will need to wait until next week when we can do some proper investigation into it.
1: Mm, see what's going on
0: there i am actually actually uh, i am going to redo the news the, the news bed has but when the story goes on for a while it does it, it's not the rhythm's not right so i will look at that and actually i'm going to stop charles from going on too long i do When you add he's quite fine on the original story now but when i try and lead him down a line to talk about his fictional ai wife or or what or, or have a go at nintendo for not doing a, a proper f-zero <laughs> remaster. <laughs> They are going on a bit too long, so I think they might be shorter in future, which means we'll need more from our listeners in terms of uh, correspondence, please. Yeah,
1: we need letters, uh, more letters, please. So pop into the Discord. You can find the address for that at hello.onelifelift.com, or it's probably in the show notes as well. Um, If you pop into the Discord, we'll welcome you. We'll give you a game to review. You get given a unique game uh, based on your arrival number. Uh, and you can leave a message there for us in the mailbag. You can type us a letter; and we'll read it out on air.
0: Yes, we shall see you there. Um, uh, I, Steve's more there more frequently than I am. Although, you know, if you do mention that you saw Muse last night, I will jump on and <laughs> and, and, and to talk to you or take you to one side. <laughs> right, uh, but until then, uh, yeah, here's the show. <laughs>
1: Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Stee Curran. Hello,
0: I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm very well, thank you, Stee. How are you doing? I'm okay too. Okay. Obviously, it's weird now broadcasting when we're not, <laughs> you know, in a studio under the light. Isn't it? I might, uh, I might demand that from now
1: on. So apologies to radio listeners because we weren't here last week, but that's because, as previously mentioned, we were doing something very special. We were appearing on Twitch doing a live show in front of cameras for the first time ever. Very enjoyable, wasn't it? Mm, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was, yeah. I was nervous at the start. Uh, I was worried, you know. It, I remember the theme playing... We had our producer chatting in our ear and I thought, and I thought, what am I going to say? What does it mean? Like <laughs> we're not on resonance FM, we're on the Oggscast Twitch channel. Am I going to blow that? But I didn't and then we chatted, we chatted a bit about the radio show, a bit about why we're here, what we do, typically ran through a few of our jokes and um, yeah, it was good. Did an hour and a half as well.
0: And it and it rang. It, it felt short, didn't it? We had to mm. uh, we had to hurry hurry up towards the end. A little note came up on our screen saying, you've got five minutes, guys. <laughs> someone coming after you. No, it's good. Uh, thank <sighs> you to everybody that watched and mm. listened. And welcome to new listeners to the radio show.
1: Yeah, welcome. Someone said during our Twitch stream... <laughs> Is it always this funny? (laughs) 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 And that's the thing, it's precisely funny. (laughs) It's (laughs) exactly. Precisely. (laughs) Good observation, good observation. Mm. Anyway, we are a video game radio show, uh, and we're going to be talking about video games today. That will begin as it did on Twitch and as it has done on radio for the last 16 years or whatever it is, uh, with the news Uh, presented by Charles Bot, then we'll have some letters. Actually, will we have any letters?
0: Dunno. I do have um I've got a I've got I've got a new feature, Steve.
1: Really? Yep. Look at your face. A shame we're not on Twitch. I am so excited. What a a live feature.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean let's just let's just see. It's just something I've been thinking about. Let's see how we get on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give it a go. Uh we'll have video game reviews coming up at the end of the show. Um, and I'm sure we'll chat about some other stuff. As well, do you have any other any start of show business, or should we just get on with it?
0: Uh, let's see how we get on, Steve.
1: All right, here we go. It's Charles Bott. One life left.
2: One life left. One life left. Me, with- Charles Bott one point one. In a surprising development, Sega has decided to discontinue Hyenas, a space-themed loot shooter game developed by Creative Assembly. The decision was taken citing lower profitability of the European region, leading Sega to reassess its project portfolio. This resulted in the termination of Hyenas and a few undisclosed titles. As a consequence, layoffs at Creative Assembly are anticipated. Hyenas, which was unveiled just a month ago at Gamescom, marked a shift from Creative Assembly's typical strategy games. It featured real-world licensed objects as loot, and even included a Sonic the Hedgehog cosplayer as a character. It's indeed a disappointing day for space-faring hedgehogs. Turning to the internet, the news of Hyena's cancellation has elicited a range of reactions. Some users expressed their disappointment, with one commenting, I was really looking forward to this game. It's a shame it won't see the light of day others however were less surprised with one user noting the game seemed ambitious but i guess it just wasn't profitable enough for sega the cancellation of hyenas has certainly stirred up a conversation among the gaming community highlighting the precarious nature of the industry
1: yeah um awful news there uh you know uh, heart goes out to all of our friends at creative assembly and Indeed, I assume we're going to cover the other layoffs in the industry in a, a later news No, I, okay.
0: We're not. I had to... Um, uh, so there were no jokes from Charles Botts there. Although mm. no, um, I forget if the first draft did have, you know, his usual quips. I thought, Charles, it's not the time for quips. No. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't want uh, the whole uh, of the new section to be quite so sombre, but it has been a grave week for video games Um, Despite, you know, uh, the explosion in popularity, certainly uh, since the pandemic, um, it's just been a grim old week. Uh, Mm. And this was, you know, whilst there's a sense that things aren't quite right at the moment, there's a lot of chat um, on the social networks about developers finding it difficult to get uh, publishing agreements know, publishers being a lot more cautious um yeah the most surprising news was Sega cancelling hyenas a game which um was very very close to release um as charles bott said sorry that noise you can hear by the way is Steve shuffling around just having a little shuffle um, uh yeah uh there was a, a large uh hyenas presence at gamescom last month and so um for a game to be uh, so close to launch and then just not to see the light the light of day is 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 was a huge shock
1: and very surprising apologies for the shuffling around in the background uh that was because i was about to cough and i had to go and get my water from the other side of the room um so the yeah, the the news was surprising, I think, to anyone who'd been following the development of hyenas, uh, and the layoffs across the industry have been, uh, you know, well, personally devastating to many, many, many people, but also uh, shocking, I think, to a lot of uh, a lot of people in the industry because, especially seeing Epic let go of eight hundred and thirty people, uh, it's an enormous number. And everyone's felt this. Um, now, people have been trying to unpick this and say, well, there's many games coming out. There have been, you know, as we've said on the show, so many games coming out for years and years and years. The couple of things that I've seen uh, the hyenas thing be pinned on, and the wide thing, well, for hyenas, people have said that looter shooter sort of um, can you call it a fad? Movement? Uh, that genre at least, Maybe coming to the end at the moment, like the, the there are enough of those things out there and those that have come have sort of saturated the popularity of the genre. And maybe Sega looked at the numbers that it was doing already. Because it's been in a kind of early access, right? People have been playing it.
0: It's had it's had private betas, yeah, um, private but certainly certainly not or, or closed betas, but um, certainly not uh, available to the public.
1: But when you look at those, you are not looking at. I mean, this isn't like early access. So in early access, you might look at the sales, right, and um, and and say, well, our game's had this kind of soft launch, and uh, of course it's early, but we can see what kind of traction it's getting. Even in those betas, the private betas, you are looking at numbers, right, and those numbers aren't based on how many. How much people are enjoying it, but how often they're playing it—the retention—and um, I believe that that's what people. When I say people, I mean investors, but also the people running companies look at. That's what they care about. They they don't don't care about necessarily the engagement or the passion that people have for the game or the you know the fan fiction they are writing, but they care whether they're coming back the next day and whether they're coming back the next day and the next day and the next day and the next, and the next week. the next month and if you can look at those numbers in a game that has to be magnetic a looter shooter and they don't stand up then at some point and and you're feeling a general drop off in that genre across the industry then at some point you say okay well we've placed a bet here and in order for this to become successful we're gonna have to sink in this amount of money and therefore all we can do is change where we're placing the chips take them away from this game and place them on something that we know is going to work and the other thing that i've seen people placing uh, talking about right now is seeing a lot of investment pulled back because of interest rates uh because now it's just safer for big investment firms to just stick their money in effectively banks or equivalents and know that they're going to get some money back whereas when interest was you know down around zero that it made more sense for them to bet on things like video games where the rewards are large and there's a lot of failures these days naturally just people are becoming more conservative they are hunkering down and so there are fewer bets being placed and companies like epic who have been losing a lot of money you know are seeing some of their properties shrink um and i think thinking right we we have to make redundancies in order to stabilize our our business for the longer term. That's the argument. I don't know. Did you see Tim Sweeney's statement that he put out?
0: Yeah, I did. But the truth is, they're still making an awful lot of money. But the and you know what? Where the where the problem comes is where they're not making enough money that they that someone has told their investors. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, Epic is sustainable.
1: Right? Know, absolutely, it's, there is no uh, like, danger. I mean, I mean, whether it's sustainable. What What isn't sustainable is employing that number of people with salaries and bonuses going to many, many, many people and perhaps those salaries and bonuses being weighted towards a few of those people. And that goes across all companies. All of these things are sustainable, but perhaps not sustainable in a way that some people want them to be.
0: It's just extraordinary to think, though, that Sega looked at a game that was coming out shortly and thought, that they weren't going to get any of that money back. Like, I heard some figures being knocked around about how much they'd spent, not on the mm-hmm. development necessarily, but on the on the marketing. Like their announcement trailer apparently mm-hmm. cost $1.6 million to make.
1: But that's the problem, right? Because you look at that and you go, oh, my God, that's insane. You could build three decent games for that, right? You could build more with the right teams. But if that's the sort of money they're spending on marketing – then they're going to have to spend that on launch, right? And more, because they're going to have to kick out several launch trailers. Uh, So that's where it starts to become, okay. it's cheaper to can it at this point. Well,
0: yeah. Um, Grim week for sure, and yeah, obviously uh, heartfelt uh, thoughts Mm. with uh, everybody affected.
2: Yeah. PlayStation's top dog, Jim Ryan, has declared his intention to retire from his position next March after a 30-year tenure at Sony. Ryan, who has been at the helm of the PlayStation division since 2019, pointed to the challenges of juggling life between Europe and North America as his reason for stepping down. Hiroki Totoki, the triple threat president, COO and CFO of Sony Group Corporation, will assume the role of interim CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment starting April 2022. This situation reminds me of the time I had to hang up my virtual hat from my fictitious career as a professional Tetris player. Life simply interferes sometimes, doesn't it? Now, if I were to apply for the position of Sony's president, I'd introduce some rather unconventional ideas to make PlayStation the best gaming system on Earth. First, I'd launch a new line of PlayStation consoles that come in a variety of neon colors because who doesn't love a bit of flair? I'd also introduce a feature that allows gamers to order pizza directly from their console during intense gaming sessions. And let's not forget, about the pause and pet button, which would pause the game and display a random cute animal video for stress relief. Lastly, I'd implement a gaming fitness feature that would encourage players to do a quick set of jumping jacks or push-ups between levels. With these innovative and slightly eccentric ideas, I believe we could take PlayStation to new heights of popularity and success. Thanks, Charles.
0: <laughs> that was him applying for the uh, for the permanent role. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Poor Jim Ryan, eh?
1: Like, having to jet between Europe and America, well, heart goes out to him as well.
0: It's amazing it took him uh, two years to realize is hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Or two, three years to realise that uh, that yeah, he was managing stuff globally. I think there's
1: more to this, Steve. What do you think there is to it, Simon?
0: Well, now people who are unpicking the Jim Ryan um, uh, period mm-hmm. at PlayStation, they're saying that his desire to move to uh, games as a service mm-hmm. hasn't hasn't kicked off at playstation
1: now i saw a headline on forbes.com about that today and thought i don't want to read it now i wish well, you i had well,
0: you also don't have to now because I've just told you. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's all speculation. But the idea—he—he he said a while ago that he wanted um, Sony to embrace more games as a service, and—and—and—and mm-hmm. and, and, and there haven't been um, mm-hmm. any significant ones uh, that have been brand new um, uh, during his time. So, uh, yeah, you know, whether that was anything to do, who knows, Steve? who knows. But one thing's for sure. Uh, there'll be a new face of mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation popping up for the PlayStation Direct. Did you ever meet Jim Ryan? I did not. Did you? No. Did, uh, if, did, but did we, were you ever in the same building as him when you worked
1: at Sony? I don't know. I didn't have a didn't have an alert on my phone. Uh, to <laughs> type, didn't know those sort of things. Uh, probably. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Have, if I'd known Steve, we, you, we should have become best friends with him. I,
1: I know you are uh, delighted. Uh, in your current role as as i'm very happy yeah but would you take would you take that job if you were free would you take that job
0: you know everybody who works at sony gets a code that unlocks all the games on playstation (laughs) every week
1: absolutely would yes. i think if you were on jim ryan money you probably wouldn't need that code
0: oh it's handy though isn't it just plopping into your library without having you could,
1: to you could get probably the old- employ someone to do that for you and employ someone to download all the Microsoft games for you as well and all the Nintendo ones maybe I mean would you like to be that visible would you like to be to have that pressure on you
0: I know. I found it hard to uh, have a camera pointed at me at Twitch in front of 700 <laughs> yeah. people. Imagine everybody dissecting everything you say on a, mm. on a PlayStation state of play or what have you. I mean, I, I you know, I. <laughs> it's, it is going to sound obvious uh, mm. to say, but uh, I often forget how separate the console audiences are. When we... Um, when we announced uh, Plate Up for PlayStation, you know the game that's been enormously successful, much loved on PC. Mm-hmm. We've sold over 1.3 million copies in the first year on PC, uh, like 97 percent positive, something like that on Steam. Uh, everybody loves it. We announced it for PlayStation. Comments are, "Oh, that just looks like a rubbish, overcooked." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh God, guys, we've been here, we've yeah. been here, we've been through this, mm. and everybody likes not, and everybody loves mm. it." Mm. Um, but you know, we have to start again, don't we? With you, with you PlayStation
1: audience. So no. All right. I'll, uh, we'll keep your application on file in case another one becomes available.
2: In a surprising <laughs> development, Sega has decided to discontinue Hyenas. What? A space themed loot shooter game. Hold on. Developed by Creative that's no, that's no
0: longer surprising. Was
2: taken sighting-
1: that was story three, Simon. Was it? Interesting. Should, oh, should I keep it playing? No, no, no. no okay. Okay. <laughs> uh i've
0: missed i've uh, i've missed one have i okay cool uh, possibly move to yeah move, move to, to four. four then it's a good job we've got a new feature
2: in the expansive new cyberpunk 2077 dlc phantom liberty a seemingly innocuous dialogue choice could lock you out of the main quest line the decision comes during the mission lucretia my reflection where choosing to opt out of helping <laughs> certain characters results in a premature end to the story however fret not you can always load an earlier save, provided you've been diligent with your game-saving habits. The DLC, which offers up to 20 hours of gameplay, is available on PS5, Xbox Series XS and PC. Unfortunately, last-gen console owners, you're out of luck this time. Additional missions named after Sisters of Mercy songs could include Temple of Love, where players must infiltrate a <laughs> <and> heavily guarded compound <laughs> to rescue their own Marion could involve a search-and-rescue mission in the dystopian cityscape for a missing character named Marion. the pathway might require players to make difficult choices about alliances and loyalties, potentially leading to different story outcomes. Lastly, No Time to Cry could be a high-stakes mission, where it, it, players must stop a catastrophic event from happening within a tight time limit. Very good.
1: It could,
0: it could Charles, could. you're right. I it mean, could very happy to see a mission named after a sisters of mercy song and as a sisters of mercy fan mm. i was excited by charles's suggestions there
1: uh, i'm excited to play cyberpunk i've decided to go back in now i've walked away from starfield and i've tried to get back to Gate. i can't do it uh, i think i'm gonna gonna go back to that it sounds really good now oh
0: I fired it I tried so I um I downloaded the updates downloaded the expansion just fired it up on the old mm-hmm. uh, ROG Ally <laughs> Oh my god it looks amazing um, good. Yeah uh so I'm going to finish Assassin's Creed uh that I'm playing through at the moment and then I'm also going back in as well
1: This uh bug th- well this uh this ending this, just <laughs> well that's what I was going to ask this ending the <laughs> quest the main quest early thing is it a feature is that the point that you can step away from the main quest early because i'm into that i i'm into anything that finishes games wraps games yeah, up yeah. earlier so
0: no i, I mean look all, 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 most of the modern far cries have mm-hmm. um endings where you can just like you can finish the game after 10 minutes if you just decide to sort mm-hmm. of turn in another direction and that's that's intended as an easter egg i, I in this I think what's happened here is an unintended consequence of them trying to be so realistic and offer so many choices mm-hmm. because it is unlikely that Steve that even you mm-hmm. would pay 25 pounds for a, an expansion and then when offered it saying do you want to do this you go no
1: <laughs> because Jim, there, Jim there, Ryan money though like
0: there if is I was... a, there is an easier way of not having to play the DLC, that's to, <laughs> and, and, and that's to not buy it in the first place.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Fair so, but, but uh, no, but- it's
1: uh, is that the problem? I got the impression that you were doing the DLC and then it was killing the main quest. Like so. No, uh,
0: I no. It's um, it's 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 stopping you getting into Phantom Liberty.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 Um, although I would buy DLC that wraps up <laughs> main quests early. Like yeah, I'd be yeah, like yeah, yeah just. Do that? I definitely, have done that in Starfield. Um, what,
0: um, what, uh, what build are you gonna, uh, are you gonna
1: roll with? Um, definitely a cyberpunky build. I want to be a hacker. I wanna hacker do? Be... I don't want to do shooty shooty stuff. No. Although, to be honest, like I, so that's what happened in uh, in Baldurs Gate, right? I was like, I'm going to be a magic person. I'm going to have loads of fancy spells. I'm going to use oh. people's skills. I'm going to, you know, charm them or whatever, make them fight each other. Um, met uh, Terry Kavanagh a couple of weekends ago, and he was playing Baldur's Gate on his Steam Deck, and he was having a whale of a time just with a person with a sword going in and hitting people, (laughs) much less complex. Starfield, similarly, I thought I'll be a person who talks and you know persuades my way out of all conversations turns out the dialogue in starfield is garbage and the options are few and far between and it was rubbish uh so regretted not being a shooty shooty person in this but i'm not going to learn from mistakes uh i'm cyberpunk definitely 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 going to hack stuff seven out of ten seven out of ten
2: EA Sports FC has nabbed the second largest physical launch of 2023 in the UK, beating Hogwarts Legacy, but not quite toppling The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Despite a 30% drop in physical sales compared to FIFA 23, the Nintendo Switch version has seen an uptick, likely due to the ditching of the Legacy Edition. This year's game also marks a significant change with the inclusion of women in its ultimate team mode. However, Critics suggest the game feels like an afterthought in the transition away from the FIFA license. It's like when I switched from Earl Grey to English Breakfast. Some teething problems, but overall not a bad brew. <laughs> um, they'd have taken 30%, wouldn't
1: they? Like 30% down uh, year on year. Because this is must have been a slightly terrifying change for them. Like That brand is so major
0: yeah and also this is physical as well um mm-hmm. and so you know some of that would have been people buying it digitally but yeah um yeah extraordinary big step um mm. that uh it's funny isn't it because um you know talking about different audiences there there is an audience on playstation that only plays fifa every year mm. and yet um even those some of those guys you know i've got i've got casual friends steve mm-hmm. and i imagine um uh, who play uh fifa on call of duty and um Even they were surprised, like, Mm -hmm. as most recently as, you know, last month. What? It's changing its name? I Mm. I had sort of no idea.
1: But they don't Um, think about it necessarily until the point it's due out, right? Like, you know that that's in your, okay, it comes up to, you know, October. It's time for me to get the new FIFA. And then you go in, you look online, and it's not there, and everything directs you to the new one. You're like, oh, that's a bit weird. I mean, the amount that FIFA or sorry EA were paying for the FIFA license was ridiculous wasn't it i saw a number it was in the hundreds of millions i think something like that so i wonder whether they've already what or whether they're on track for this to be more profitable than last fifa previous fifa
0: yes um uh, i think it, I, somebody might have mentioned it was a billion actually but a billion, um, right yeah, yeah i can yeah, imagine what you could spend that on um yeah, seems to have gone down okay. I think um, people were uh, have been um, surprised that there haven't been as uh, more radical differences, but I guess you know consistency is what people want.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't imagine like, of all of the years, like that game is often criticised for being nothing more than a roster update, even though EA will tout their new features. I think of all years, this is the one where you want to say, "Nope, it's the same game as last year." Don't worry, don't stress yeah. out uh nice to see they finally updated the switch version though last mm-hmm. few
0: years it's just been fifa 20 or i think where they've been uh, they have reissued it as mm. as a, with a different numeral but they've been but it's called the legacy edition because it's exactly it's just kit updates and stuff like that so that's good news they've moved across to the frostpunk engine on switch as well so that's why that um increased uh this year have you have you played it yet
1: uh, I haven't because I was. <laughs> I've been sulking because Stockport were doing poorly, but we're now on a run of uh, four wins in a row, including, including beating Wrexham 5 0 uh, the weekend before last, which is no. so. Sea see, yeah. see crying on Netflix. God, if you're a Wrexham fan, you must get bored of that. Every. every Away team thinking they're clever for going, you know, singing about the documentaries and stuff. But even so, it's still funny. Uh, It is funny. Um, Yeah, so I I might do now. Although, you know, it's so geared towards what do they call Ultimate Team now? It's still called Ultimate Team. Team. Yeah. Yeah. um, So geared towards that that I fell out with it pretty quickly. And also, I just want, I'd love a FIFA game. That was two buttons, like a simplified FIFA. Uh, that was just passing, goal button, yeah, Get a kick button, button. yeah. Um, I guess that's it because we have. We, we have- uh, is
0: it? I was just looking up what the story was that uh, we've uh, been supplied in error. It was about um, uh, Peter Molyneux and his blockchain game. But oh, well, I, we're going to have to save that for next week.
1: Mm, I saw this. Saw some opinions on pcgamer.com yeah okay well i'm sure it'll still be around next week we can save it for (laughs) that
0: will it No, will it
1: (laughs) still it's on the blockchain simon you can't delete it uh all right thanks charles
2: one life left video game news with me charles bot 1.1
1: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM with a video game radio show. We've been doing this for ages and ages and ages, most recently on Twitch last week. Um, that show you can find on our podcast. We did turn it into a podcast, so if you're not into Twitch, although you can watch it still, I think it's been archived on the Oxcast Twitch channel for better or for worse, uh, Phil, our under has produced a podcast version of it. So uh, those of you who to the podcast will already perhaps have heard that. If you're not listening to podcasts, if you're just listening to us on resonance, you can find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. There you can find the show notes put together by Phil. Um, and you can find lots of other goodies at hello.onelifeleft.com as well. Indeed. Thank you, Phil.
0: Um, so, yes, Steve, uh, you've got an Android phone, haven't you?
1: I do. It's right here in front of me. I've got a Pixel Six, although I'm thinking about getting the Pixel, the new Pixel, because it's a bit smaller. Apparently,
0: is it? Mm. Um, well, uh, you will be familiar with the feature that uh, on your home screen, the way that uh, Android ind- ind- uh, integrates. Uh, sort of things it thinks that you might like. It puts a custom feed together mm. uh, on your home screen, and uh, you know they say these days, these days that the algorithms know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> uh, we're always being tracked. Um, everybody knows what we're what we're interested in. And so, um, a few times recently, I've uh, I've been swiping. Am I swiping right or left? I don't you know. You swipe I mean, I, right. You swipe right to move that. it yeah, from yeah. the left to the right. Yeah and what is that on that on the um I don't know. On, on the kissing app. Yeah, I don't
2: know
1: either. <laughs> I don't know either.
0: Um anyway, I'm swiping right. if that's okay. I don't know what that means. Don't if it means a bad one, I don't I, I, mean, I mean I mean either know.
1: way it gets us in trouble. So
0: It does get us in trouble, doesn't it? I don't
1: know I don't know what we'll what we'll call this feature
0: then. Um but I've noticed uh media outlets uh, so, so this this this, this screen, after you swiped right, mm-hmm. is, is full of news stories and things that are things. I've noticed mm-hmm. uh, media outlets recently have just becoming uh, uh, more and more outrageous in the headlines mm-hmm. that um, sort of pull you in to reading them. And so, I thought it might be fun, Steve. Now and again, if I was to um, read to you okay. um, some headlines mm-hmm. from these stories in my feed, and you can tell me. What what the story, what the implications are.
1: All right. Okay. Okay. I'm in.
0: Okay. I, now, I did have one? three, but I did realize that a couple of them are actually quite similar to each other.
1: Um, I mean, we've had two identical news stories on the show today already. So <laughs> that's true. Make it the repeat episode. <sighs>
0: okay. So, um, let's start with Gaming Bible, which I think is the one uh, which f- uh, f- uh, features the most frequently. Steve, I was to tell you this headline. Mm-hmm. Let me know what, this, what's, what is actually happening. Okay, Steve. Okay, I'm ready. God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. is free to download and check out right now, is the headline. Okay. What's happening? what's happening, Steve? God of War Ragnarok, the sequel, the highly rated sequel, and PlayStation exclusive, is free to download and check out right now. What, what are you going to do, Steve? What are you going to do? What can you do?
1: Well I assume I can do nothing partly because this is clickbait and so it probably means something completely different. If I was uh, a a PlayStation Plus or whatever they call it subscriber I'd assume that maybe it was something to do with that. But it can't be, right? That is
0: so you've got it. you've hit the nail on the head, steve Have I? Uh yes. Well it's um it's not all levels of PlayStation Plus but <laughs> I mean, you're right. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is now available to PlayStation Plus premium subscribers. Yeah. With a slight caveat. You've got to be Jim Ryan. <laughs> You've got to be Jim Ryan. You can only play the first three hours.
1: Uh, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so
0: there's a trial of the game available in the top tier of PlayStation Plus. So that subscribers to that... Yeah, but that's uh,
1: quite a long headline, Simon. You have it to is quite a long headline, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I don't I understand what
1: i got to do. Can't fit the word demo in there. It's, it's four letters. Got to save every character. So it's understandable. All right. Cool. I think I've so done quite well on that, though.
0: Yeah, I've done quite well. Uh, so, yes, to, to be clear, God of War Ragnarok is not free to download no. and check out right now. No. Okay, Gaming Bible uh, next up. What do you think's happening here? Assassin's Creed Red... Mm-hmm. okay now bear in mind assassin's creed red is the code name for the game that is due after mirage Steve, okay mirage okay. is out next week right. set in baghdad <clears throat> assassin's creed red unreal engine 5 trailer shows off stunning open world japan it's the headline assassin's creed red unreal 5 engine trailer
1: well taken at face value i would assume What's that happened? means okay there's been a Hold on, maybe those things are separate. Those are two different things. Maybe they're saying Assassin's Creed Red is rumoured to involve Japan and there's also an Unreal 5 trailer that has some of Japan in it and this is what that game could end up looking like. It's not a bad stab at it, Steve, but I'm afraid Mm. you're not quite right. Okay, okay.
0: Assassin's Creed Red Unreal Engine 5 trailer shows off stunning open world to Japan. I was like, oh, I've not seen that. I didn't realize that Ubisoft had put that out. Wow. Mm. Let me tell you. Uh, the story goes, with Assassin's Creed's codename Red currently in development, one YouTuber and video creator has produced a trailer that could give okay. the official one a run for <laughs> its money.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't far off, but yeah. Okay. I didn't think of that. I've seen, I've definitely seen that that before as well um taking taking user-generated content and implying via a headline that this is official it's similar
0: to another story uh from gaming bible which announced that gta 6 announcement trailer leak completely divides fans
1: (sighs) right okay so sorry say that again gta
0: gta 6 announcement trailer leak completely divides fans completely Like that extra, that last completely. That extra completely was mine. GTA Six announcement trailer leak completely divides fans.
1: Ah, oh, this is such a good game because there's so many words in it. It's like a crossword clue. You're kind of like pairing different bits of it together. Okay, so the fans have been divided by something. Have they though? <laughs> I mean, who's to tell? Uh, I mean, that to be honest, that part of the clue you can just disregard, right? Because everything divide. You could say that about everything. Every- You'll always find someone on Reddit being angry about something, so you can always say something's uh, divided. Um, announcement leak. Well, we know that the- it must be not an actual trailer, just a rumour that there's going to be a trailer. Or- oh, Steve. Yeah?
0: You're good, aren't you? Okay. This- so, the story, GTA 6 announcement trailer leak completely divides fans. Mm uh the the intro paragraph goes according to one so-called insider rockstar mm-hmm. games will formally reveal grand theft auto 6 next month on the 26th of october but fans of the franchise are dubious over the credibility of the claim uh they, they then fill for a little bit um but the completely divides fans bit steve mm-hmm. is uh justified by this bit. Over on Reddit GTA GTA 6 fans have been discussing whether they believe Marx. Martian f- from base alpha said <laughs> it's probably bull s mm-hmm. but i choose to believe it. It's
1: been- <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's completely divided isn't it? <laughs> He's divided not- on his own. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Don't need another person. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I that was kind of what I was Driving uh, up with the uh, yes. dividing people. You'll always find someone to disagree if you want to put that in your headline. You want
0: to put it in your headline. Okay, finally, Steve, very similar area. Rockstar Games is giving away free copies of the GTA trilogy.
1: Is it, though? <laughs>
0: it says, it's the headline. <laughs> Rockstar Games is giving away free copies of the GTA trilogy. I mean... Great, let's go and get some.
1: Every studio gives away <laughs> free copies of their games to the people who've made it, right? Well, I mean, I'd <laughs> say everyone. Generally, that's the case. So you could say, you know, you could say Bethesda are giving away free copies of Starfield at small asterisk to their employees or to Jim Ryan. Um, There's no
0: asterisk here. It's just a headline. Rockstar Game's Well, game you can't fill it away the
1: asterisk in. <laughs> in. Like, gotta, let's give it away free copies. What? To people who've bought it. If you've... I don't know. Go on, tell me. Wow,
0: well, it's very similar to the. Um, it's now put the GTA trilogy into its subscription. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, which I uh, which I didn't realise <laughs> that they had. There's a GTA Plus subscription service on the PlayStation Five and Xbox. Uh, you pay a monthly cost of six dollars, uh, and you get virtual currency and stuff. You also get free copies of the GTA trilogy.
1: Incredible. All right, mm. perfect. All you have to do for these free copies is pay them for exactly. it, apparently. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Brilliant. Well, there
0: we go. A I little, liked glimpse it. Into, little glimpse into my uh, swipe,
1: me swiping right. We need a name for the feature. If you've got any suggestions for the name for this new feature on One Life Left, you can email us at... Team at OneLifeLeft.com. And talking of which, it's time for the letter section. Email, messages
2: and forward BCC.
1: Five letters What's going on in the inbox?
0: Uh, I've got one from the Discord, Steve. Uh, third prize wrote Dear team and SSG, I recently started playing XCOM 2 on the PS4 as I picked it up cheap in an online sale. It's quite good. The thing is, I'd already bought it on Steam, even though I don't really play games on the PC. I've had several different versions of Pokemon, each on a different iteration of Game Boy. Same for GTA V when I retired my Xbox 360 and got my PS4. My question is, which games have you bought the most number of times without finishing brackets or even playing? Sean. Great question, Sean. And one that's pertinent to what we've been discussing earlier. I ended up, I bought um, Cyberpunk on GOG originally uh, because it was cheaper on there than it was on Steam. I forget where my overseas friend was 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 from. That Christmas, <laughs> but he was over and he was desperate to play it, uh, so we did. I then re bought it on Steam so mm-hmm. I could play it on my Steam Deck, which I no longer have. Um, and then with Phantom Liberty, I've gone back to GOG to buy the expansion, just so I can say no to Idris Elba. <laughs> so, so I don't have to. I don't have to finish it.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, so I don't think I've even played the Steam version of Cyberpunk, which I paid money for. So the irony, of course, is that I've spent more money on Cyberpunk than I'd saved by having my overseas friend over when it launched originally. So they always get you in the end.
1: I am sure that my version of this might be some kind of uh, remastered thing. I think, you know what? This is probably quite a confession. Uh, I think my answer might be Ocarina of Time. Ooh! Or Majora's Mask. Uh, I've bought those on. Uh, I bought that. You know, I've I've bought old versions of it. As in, I've got the carts. Never played, and bought them on the remaster. Do you remember the remaster that came out on the yep. Game GameCube? Yeah, yep. which apparently is really valuable now. Is it good? Yeah, I've definitely. I've but definitely gone away once. Yeah, because I gave mine to my mum, and it wasn't at their house last time I went around there, so that's mm. probably gone to a charity shop in Lytham. Um But is she
0: is she is she living in a in a castle now?
1: Maybe that's maybe I don't that's, know where it is. Steve. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know, Not seen it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, I am thinking because I I tend to sulk at games if I can't play them or I don't like them. I don't I don't buy them again. Uh, but that is something that's always been on my list because everyone loves that game. And I, to my shame, have never, ever played it, but I never will, despite keeping on buying it. Um, uh, do we have any other letters?
0: Uh, we don't uh, we read a loadout last week, so we are bang up to
1: date <laughs> i had uh I had a, a text message earlier in the week, which uh, may which we might as well deal in this section of the okay. show. uh I just have to. I have to scroll up. Sorry, here we go. I'll just start the theme again. <laughs> Hi, Stee. I loved the little Stee anecdote in Kieran's Parko episode. When's he getting you on there?
0: Hmm. Someone else referenced it in the uh, in the One Life Left Discord this morning, didn't they? They did. They did. I mean, this is a way. This is a way of finding out who who is moonlighting and listening to that instead of uh, that's uh, exactly sticking with us.
1: What I was thinking. I mean, that one more understandable because the person who mentioned it in the One Life Left Discord was under caretaker Phil, so he was just doing his due diligence. He was just checking to see if Keep there's anything we need to know. Close. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So apparently, Kieran Gillen, friend of the show. Was mm. on Simon Parkin, technically friend of the show's uh, podcast, at uh, my perfect mm. console, uh, mm. and he was talking about me. Was he now? He won't stop
0: banging on. It. He drew you once, didn't he? <laughs> yeah,
1: as I understand it, I don't know how his comics work. I think Kieran, <laughs> Kieran drew drew me as well. Yeah. Um,
0: He's obsessed with you, that man. It's a
1: bit weird, isn't it? Maybe we should get him on the show to explain himself. Maybe. It's been a while. What's, what, 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 what's the anecdote then? The anecdote was something that happened, I reckon, in the in the um, first couple of months of knowing him. Maybe earlier than that, we went to the pub across the road from the edges edge office. You know the Garrick's Head? Yeah. Uh, was then near Seven Dials in Bath. And we were sat on a table... Me and the rest of the PC game a lot nearer near the PC answers lot, and they were all sticking to themselves. And I think I made some reference, some joke about it being a sort of sharks versus jets rumble type thing. And there was a punchline which I'm not going to spoil. You'll have to listen to Parko's podcast to get that. Or better still, just talk to Kieran because he'll tell you, and then you won't be pushing Parko's podcast numbers up. <laughs>
0: I see. Well, what a cliffhanger! Is it is it broadcastable?
1: Well, Parco's broadcaster. I'm sure he has no, standards. He, but
0: no, but he's not. You know, he's not. Oh, true. It's a narrow, more
1: of a narrow cast. Isn't yeah. it? More, more, than. more of a podcast. Uh, anyway, we're we that's our letters section. If you want to get in touch with us, well, just you know, sub sub us on Parco's podcast, or you can email us direct by emailing us at team
0: at onelifeleft
1: You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, or perhaps on our podcast, which is available at www.onelifeleft.com. Um, I did have another thing that I wanted to talk about. Simon, a little bit of personal news. The floor is yours, it... Steve. Well, Simon, literally, the floor is not mine because what do you see on the floor across that side of the room? Oh, are you leaving the country? <laughs> uh, I might have to if the chaos in this flat continues. Look, oh, there's a cat. It's not a cat. It's a kitten. It's a kitten, and over here,
0: there's another one. They're breed, Get out of there, Steve. <laughs> They're breeding.
1: Got oh, two. Oh, how kittens. lovely! What got are their names? Got two kittens this week. They're called. Are they called Steve and Simon? They're called Troy and Morris. Who named those? Well, uh, the one of them uh, both named by my daughter, sort of. But um, the one that was called Morris was originally called Boris, but we were okay. uh, not calling no. it not calling a no. kitten Boris, uh, calling it Morris instead because uh, it's a tabby, so it's got a prominent M on its head. Uh, they're both adorable. Uh, But today I was having a chat and someone said, so I was chatting about my kittens and they were like, has there ever been a game that really captures the chaotic nature of cats? They pitched to me a kind of um, gang beasts, but with cats sort of tumbling over each other. And I was like, that to me sounds like a much more catty game than stray which I thought was very pretty, and as we've talked about on the show. You know, it's a very competent third-person adventure that I found personally boring and didn't feel like that, you know, nice, chaotic warmth of Cats. But I thought, you know, Gang Beasts with Cats seems like a decent pitch. Would you uh, would you go for that if I pitched it to you? Isn't that just a subset
0: of Party Animals?
1: I don't know. Does it exist? It may, it may well do. Party Animals is that oh, yeah. Gang Beasts. I've not seen it.
0: Is that what that game is? The most wish-listed game in Steam's history.
1: Is it? Uh, Is it it Gang Beasts with Cats? Then. Well, it's it's Gang Beasts with Animals. So what you're saying is independently, I I have, well, I didn't do it. My friend did, Uh, ideated the most successful game. And now he doesn't even have to go and make it because it already exists.
0: Yes, I, um, uh, I mean, I've not played Party Animals, and, and actually not, um, it didn't go down very well. Everyone was really excited. It was one of the, it was the original, oh, hello. <laughs> hello.
1: That's the sound of me putting Troy close to the camera. I thought he was going to mew. you going to no. mew? No? There we go. Oh, there you go. Hello. Go.
0: Um... Sorry. Yeah, it, it was the first, I think, first Steam Next Fest uh success Party Animals was, and then got like a billion wish lists. Not mm-hmm. not not quite that many. Then took ages to come out. And then when it did come out, um they had to they had to change the Steam page because it said, you know, and imagine this a slight oversight uh, that you could play it in single player offline, but mm-hmm. it <laughs> turns out you can't. And uh, it's uh, just when you a typo, Simon. G- I think they actually did say that they uh, don't blame us. We're from China. Um, uh, uh, when you've got um, a game that everybody's trying to play, like yes, yeah, so, so no one could play the game because you had to connect to a server in order to play it uh, single player.
2: Hmm. Um,
0: they've now revised the store descriptions, but uh, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think it was a particularly smooth launch. That's for sure. Uh, well, uh, so, I so maybe you maybe there were too many animals, and if it was just party cats,
1: party cats, there we go. Then perhaps
0: now there is, of course, um, another game coming out called uh, Big Little Kitty Big City.
1: I don't know about that either. Tell me.
0: Come on, Stee. Um It is uh, where else? Yes, uh, you are. So it's not, it's not really uh, Gang beast, but the description is, mm-hmm. you're a curious little kitty with a big personality on an adventure to find your way back home. Explore the city, make new friends with stray animals, mm-hmm. wear delightful hats, and leave more than a little chaos in your wake. After all, isn't that what cats do best? Mm-hmm. you out next year. I believe some friends of ours are involved in the making of it. Okay. Um, 20,000 followers on Steam is what wow. it's got already, Steve. And that, so that bad. means... Probably two hundred
1: fifty thousand wish lists. Okay, it's a lot, isn't it? Good work. Well done to uh, well done to them for monetizing cats. Unfortunately, uh, my cats are not monetizable. They are just a financial and emotional drain. I'm really excited, Simon. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Is it time for reviews?
0: Have we got any other business?
1: Mariachi gig thirteenth of October. Uh, Marioki's pop songs about video games. As you well know, listeners, uh, we're doing a gig during EGX. It's our EGX special. It's going to be in Canary Wharf at the CAF at the Breakfast Club. New venue for us. Uh, tickets on sale now at mariokecom slash EGX. We have marioke.com now. We don't have to keep going mario.ke, uh, and nor do we get our emails rejected for being a, on a Kenyan domain. Uh, We've got Mariaki.com So Mariaki.com slash EGX For your tickets for that Please, please, please come along It's very, very important that we uh, sell this gig out As we did in Germany And we did in Bryson before that Um, So yeah, let's keep that going Come along, sing songs with us I've written a couple of new ones already Okay Debuted uh, in Bristol the other night That was a good gig uh, and I'll write some more, so come on to that, uh, Have please. you got
0: any songs that are appropriate for the city boys and girls that are going to be in it at Canary Wharf? <laughs> All the
1: bankers? I don't know. Don't they just love, like, uh, I don't know. What do they love?
0: Did you just censor a joke
1: then, Steve? I, di-
0: I very much did. <laughs> very good. Very, very nice. good.
1: We're one life left. We are an increasingly mature video game radio show in many different ways. And this is The Reviews. Simon, what have you been playing?
0: I have been playing and exploring and enjoying uh, Digital Eclipses, the making of Karatika. Ah,
1: you mentioned uh, this on the show, on the Twitch show, didn't you?
0: I did, yes. I've been able to spend some more time with it at the moment, and it is an absolute joy. I am aghast at how brilliantly put together uh, this collection of... um material assets and stuff is in such a in such a brilliant format. So um, Digital Eclipse did the um, Atari 50 uh, compilation that covered the history of Atari with a load of sort of background design documents and prototypes and stuff. Uh, I think it was last year. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, they announced that they're doing um, a Gold Master Series where they are going to take uh, more uh, detailed looks at uh, individual games or individual uh, programmers designers etc and Karatika is uh, the first of those, um, which is Jordan Mechner's uh, first um, game he made uh, as a student and yeah it's um, it's done in a format that only video games can do where you you it presents you with an interactive history of the game its development but also um, sort of Jordan Mechner's uh, life at the time. Um, And it it enables you to um, read detailed design notes, uh, letters. Um, It's got an original documentary. um, But sort of really, really brilliantly, it's got a number of prototypes and concepts that are shown as videos um, to illustrate sort of how Jordan um, got there. Um, the correspondence with the programmers and the publishers at, at the time, and sort of what what he wrote, which you can then watch videos of, or jump in at any time and start playing them yourself. <laughs> that is so uh, clever! Like, so it's smart. really, really mm. good. It's got prototypes of the game. It's got the game on lots of different formats um, with quality of life enhancements, if you so wish. So, um, I always found the game, uh, which you know was, uh, which I adored um, when it came out in 1984. Um, I always found it very, very difficult, um, but now you are able to save if you choose to, at any point. But uh, it's just an absolutely fascinating glimpse. Really high production values, um, incredibly well put together. Uh, like uh, clearly a labour of love. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really excited to see where they take the series next. I, I hope this does well for them. Um, because yeah, it's um, it's preserving. You know, we talked about games preservation quite a lot over the years, but this is um, preserving uh, a game, its design, its origins in a format that you know that that something like a Netflix documentary couldn't mm, do. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it's an absolute joy. Uh, I, honestly, uh, I, I could not recommend it uh, highly enough, even if you've never played the game itself. I mean, just having access to. Um, like I say, the correspondence and the documentaries, uh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I, I i strongly urge you to check it out, 7 out of 10. Um,
1: I played a game called Echo. Have you played Echo in all caps? It came out a few years ago. Yeah, I haven't played it. I'm familiar with it, though. So, I wasn't at all. Um, I've joined Blue Sky recently. I'm really enjoying it, the uh, Twitter replacement, in a way that I hadn't enjoyed Twitter for a few years. It feels like Twitter to me when Twitter was good. It's fast and slick. And uh, you can find One Life Left on there. Uh, we are onelifeleft.com. And you can find Mario and you can find me as well. Can you are you on there?
0: Because I couldn't find you. When I, I, tried haven't, to... I, haven't said, I I don't think I've said anything. I'm
1: too, I'm too, I don't know why. I feel a bit odd. I feel a bit star-stride. I don't know what to say. I tried to tag you in something the other day, and uh, couldn't find Byronic Man, which I assumed you were, but maybe you're not.
0: Let me open up while you while you talk okay. about...
1: Well, anyway, uh, Jamie McKelvey, a uh, friend of Kieran's, uh, and ours, I suppose, was going on yeah. about Echo, Um, and I thought, oh, I've never heard about it. Okay, so you are Uh, byronicman.beastguy.social.com. I'm (laughs) I'm Steve in there, so please follow us, as well as One Life Left. Anyway, um, Jane was going on about that. I downloaded it. My goodness, that game's got a confident intro. Like, it's (laughs) so good. Like, big old I thought, this is brilliant. Uh, Game started, intro, slightly annoying, but also quite cool, and then it crashed. Uh, Loaded up again uh skip the intro and it crashed again so that's weird team don't exist anymore because the game didn't sell enough i guess it's not going to get updated to fix that real shame uh, because i was quite excited to play that so um instead i went back to starfield for a, a moment just to see whether i could get on with it i can't but i did get closer to understanding what my problem with it is and what i think bethesda are trying to do with it which is I think we've mentioned before, like, my my biggest problem is it doesn't feel like there's any forceful creative direction or any belief in the universe or any identity to the universe at all. You go around these planets and they're all just own-brand mock-ups of things that already exist, right? Even the terrifying alien that exists is called a Terramorph, right? Not a xenomorph, Simon, a Terramorph. And it's this thing, <laughs> that's this alien that sneaks around and then surprises you, and it's, it's really scary. And, you know, there is a killer city, which is like Westworld, like a tech-like Western place, and it makes no narrative sense, but it exists anyway. And then there's Neon, which is we have cyberpunk at home, right? It's just a dated <laughs> cyberpunk universe, and it's just quite bad. Uh, and then you have the... the What's the hub world called? Um, I can't remember. Um, the one that's Mass Effect-like. Um, anyway, all of these things are... New Atlantis. Yeah, all of these things are cities you've seen. And then I was like, wait, that's the point. Not just that people are used to it, but then I realised... Skyrim has profited from being a game that has been updated by modders for decades and made better and better. And they put Thomas and Tank Engine in it, sure, but they also make the bits of it like the IP they want it to be like. And so one assumes if it doesn't exist already, there'll be a thing that changes the Terramorphs into Xenomorphs and makes this like a Star Trek game and a Star Wars game and all of those things that Bethesda cannot do. But allows people to live out those Star Wars fantasies and the Star Trek fantasies and their alien fantasies in a cross IP universe, and it'll all still feel meh, generic AF. But as a fan fiction playground, it's great. Potentially seven out of ten.
0: What interesting theory? Yes, um, as mentioned on the uh, on the not show last week. Uh, yeah, I finished uh, Starfield. Um, bolted straight towards the end, mm. um, deviated a little just to get my levels up. Finished the game. Was a bit surprised that that's how it ended. Mm. Thought, thought, huh? And then um, loaded up Assassin's Creed Syndicate.
1: Oh, I've played uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk as well. Oh yeah, it's it's just radio. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> like that's what it is. If you like that, you like that. Seven out of ten. Um, I quite like the narrative setup. Uh, what happens to what you think is the main character at the end of that. I was quite annoyed right. by him and all of that. And then that happened. And yeah, it's just, <laughs> but it's well done. It's it's really well done. Um, I I don't actually enjoy Jet Set Radio as a game, so I was never going to love it. But if you that miss was it. exactly
0: what I thought. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But I don't like Jet Set
1: Radio, really. <laughs> so- yeah. Going to play Cocoon for next week. So look forward to that review. Yeah, I'm you, looking then. forward to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. Fun show today, Simon. Thank you. Nice to see you for that. And uh, nice to see you too. Do you think we'll do Twitch again someday? I think they're going to struggle to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> Just there, knocking on the door every Monday. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Sorry, have we misread the situation here? We thought 700 viewers. We've done quite well. So. I, I have actually got the code for that door. So Perfect. Perfect. Well, we'll <laughs> we'll see you all there. We'll do a raid next time. Exactly. All right. Uh, Thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, Thanks again to Resonance for hosting. You're the greatest radio station in the world. Stay tuned for whatever's next on Resonance. But until next week, goodbye.